Leanne Foreman is in our studio here in Teaneck, New Jersey, visiting us this morning because there's a very important event going on this weekend brought to you by CCSA, Communities Confronting Substance Use and Addiction. If you go to their website, jewishccsa.org, you can get general information about what they do. You'll also find there a link where you can register for the upcoming event. The event is a mental health symposium, an in-person mental health symposium entitled Safeguarding Our Families, Confronting the Reality of Addiction in Our Community. It happens this coming Sunday at Mayanot Yeshiva High School right near us on Palisade Avenue in Teaneck, New Jersey. Registration at 9 o'clock. Opening remarks followed by two sessions begin at 9.30 and then Narcan training at 12 noon. And there are many, many topics and a lot of things that are going to be addressed, a lot of wonderful sponsors, and hopefully all of you will be there on Sunday, September the 18th, this coming Sunday, to learn more and more about these very important uh, things happening in our community. Leanne Foreman, a pleasure to welcome you to JM in the AM. Thank you, Nachum. Thank you for having me. Why is this symposium necessary? So that's a great question. Um, mostly it's necessary, and I don't say this to make anyone feel badly out there, but this is very, very prevalent, the issue of addiction. And I'm not just talking about substance use. There are many addictions that are very prevalent in our community. And oftentimes it could be somebody you know, and you don't even realize that they're struggling with this issue. And it's important that we are educated as a community and respond as a community to something that really is affecting so many members. And those who think that this has not seeped into our community are either ignoring it or they're simply, uh, you know, uh, ignorant about it and just don't don't understand or are aware that it's happening out there. It's a bit of a double-edged sword. The shame and stigma that's associated with addiction, generally speaking, it's very hard for people to come forward, families to come forward and say, somebody I know is struggling or somebody I love is struggling or I'm struggling. So you have that you know, mission of ours to shatter the stigma around these issues to make sure that people can come forward and say that they need help. On the flip side, because it's not spoken about as openly as it should be, people don't realize that there are people struggling. I can tell you that I probably, at least weekly, if not daily, go into the grocery store, go into Amazing Savings, go, you know, to a restaurant and I see somebody there who I know has this issue going on in their family, in this community. Right. And I am the repository of many calls and a lot of outreach. We have a support group for family members that's attended by people from all over the place, all over the country. You know, every Jewish community you mentioned, I can, say, I can tell you I know somebody there probably. Um, and the reason why they talk to me, obviously, is because my family is very open about our situation, but they also at the same time report they can't tell anybody else. They can't talk about it with anyone else. So they keep it a shameful secret. And I often can see two people standing together who actually are both struggling, and I wish I could introduce them and say, hey, do you know each other? Talk to each other. Thank God for the people who have felt strong enough to come to the support group and to talk and to do it regardless of who they're going to see the next day in Glot Express. Right. But, you know, it is it is really hard for people to come forward. I don't know how many people are out there, but I can tell you I have over 100 people on my support group list. Those are just people who have reached out and said, this is going on in my family. And, you know, magnify that by 10 times, 100 times, 1,000 times. It's out there. Leanne Foreman is here. Uh, does one suffer less when they become open about the situation? 
there's the practical side that if you come forward and say you're struggling, you can get help. There are resources out there. There are clinicians. Some people think, oh, it's rehab or nothing. There's a lot in between on the spectrum of, of getting help. But also for the family members, it's, it re- they call it a family disease for a reason. It affects everybody. So for family members to come forward, just to know you're not alone, just to share resources, advice, information. Um, I know in our support group, one person described it as a family that they found. Other people have come forward and said they can't imagine how much it's helped them to just be able to come out and say what's going on. And interestingly, our support group is half spouses, half parents at this point. There are many, many spouses coming forward now saying my husband or my wife is struggling with alcoholism or a substance use disorder. And just, you know, somebody said last night, you know, your secrets are what kind of bind you, trap you. Just having that freedom to come forward, at least in a smaller setting, and say, hey, this is happening to me, and know that people are there saying, yeah, it happened to me too. How young are the youngest people in our community that are dealing with these addictions? Um, we do a lot of prevention education schools. We work with over 40 schools and have educated thousands of kids. We go in from sixth to 12th grade to talk about substance use, the dangers of substance use. When we talk about it, we do have kids coming forward saying, I am using substances, whether they're addicted, that takes time. It's not an overnight process. But there are users that have not graduated eighth grade yet. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. They're without a question. They've come forward and asked about marijuana. They've come forward and talked about alcohol. Um, The interesting statistic I always use is we have nine presenters. Those are people themselves in recovery, young Jewish people in recovery, who their substance use started before high school, all of them, without including our daughter. Right. And um, I know that it's not always easy to... uh uh, to prove the effectiveness of this early intervention, going into schools, et cetera. But is there a way to measure, no, I don't mean data, but is there a way to even get a feeling that it's helping and that those who are in seventh and eighth grade, for instance, who are experimenting are veering to a better road because of these types of forums? So we've had real situations where schools have called us afterwards and said kids came up to them to tell them they have an issue or they have a friend who is struggling, and but for the fact that they had a presentation – They wouldn't have said anything. I know when we do presentations, we talk about the fact that you're not telling on somebody, you you may be saving their life, that what seems to be so far off in the future that this could happen to you because of choices you're making now, um, it does happen. And and that's the whole relatability of the presenter saying, I made these choices. I took my first drink at a bar mitzvah or I tried, you know, a joint at the age of 14 and then it led to this path. Um, so someone may make a decision on a college campus years from now because of the presentation they saw in eighth grade. I think they're making decisions now. I've had, I've had high school kids come up to me and say, I smoke marijuana just to go to a party or just to go out with friends because I have social anxiety. What would you suggest? And we try to work with them. We're not trying to scare anybody. We're not trying to say, you know, don't do drugs. But we are saying when you put something in your body especially as a teen, especially with somebody with an underdeveloped brain, you are affecting your brain, your body, and your and your future. What kind of crowd will there be at Maya Note this Sunday? So we're hoping for a really great crowd. The last time we did this in person was three years ago. We had over 150 people attend that symposium. We have really expert clinicians and professionals and other people giving the presentations on these various topics. Um, 
we are giving out free continuing education credits, so that hopefully will mm. attract professionals. A lot of professionals have written me, are you sure they're free? I'm sure they're free. <laughs> I'm positive they're free. Um, and, and lay people, it's, appro- it's appropriate for families. It's appropriate for, you know, the community members in general. Again, this is a communal issue. And right. when we come together to discuss, to open up dialogue, to address it together, that really not only educates the people attending the event, but sends a really strong message to those people out there who are struggling, that there are people behind them interested in these issues. Can parents bring a seventh grader on Sunday? I wouldn't necessarily bring children of that age, but, you know, if there are teenagers who are interested in these high topics, schoolers for sure. high schoolers can come. We're talking about gambling, which is affecting our teens. We're talking about sex and pornography, which is affecting our teens. We're talking about social media and Internet addictions, which is affecting our teens. So these are really important topics. It's Again, it's not just about substances. It's about all these behavioral addictions also, which, unfortunately, they're affecting our our teens and adults in our community. What have the betting apps done to gambling addictions? Terrible. I can imagine. There must be hundreds of kids that are on their phones all day doing And there are parents who call me and tell me, you know, my kid has just spent $2,000. And, you know, there are are also situations where, you know, because of the easy access to pornography, families are now dealing with that. Easy access to everything. Easy access to everything. It's as simple as that. May I run through some of the... Uh, sure. This coming Sunday, everybody, at Maya Node, it starts at 9 o'clock with registration, and the presentations and the uh, sessions begin at 9.30. Uh, family dynamics will be one topic that will be uh, discussed, supporting loved ones. Debbie Ackerman, Dr. Debbie Ackerman, is going to be speaking on that one. Dual diagnoses, substance use and mental health. Dr. Jeffrey Berman will be speaking about it. Ike Dweck on the topic of gambling and gaming. Legalization of Marijuana and Current Trends by Sergeant Frank Alucci of the uh, Bergen County. Prosecutor's Office. Prosecutor's Office. Rabbi Tzvi Gluck, who we know so well, Crisis Management and Jewish Community will be his topic. Uh, Dr. Akiva Goldshine on Technology and Social Media. Um, Nathaniel Nagelblatt on Trauma and Addiction. And uh, Benjamin Tepfer, Dr. Benjamin Tepfer on the topic of sex and pornography. All these topics will be addressed uh, during the sessions this coming Sunday, Mayanote Yeshiva High School, 1650 Palisade Avenue in Teaneck, New Jersey. A uh, best way for people to get information would be? JewishCCSA.org. JewishCCSA.org, and you'll see the registration button at the very top of the page, JewishCCSA.org. CCSA is Communities Confronting Substance Abuse and Addiction. How long ago was CCSA founded? Over four years ago. And, um, well, obviously you've had tremendous success and I hope that a lot of people do show up this coming Sunday. It's an in-person event, everybody, which is something we're not used to, (laughs) but take advantage of the fact that you could see all these presentations and meet all these people this coming Sunday. Will there be an opportunity for people to interact with some of these presenters? Yeah, so every single session, um, some of them are eligible for continuing education credits. Some of them are not, but they're all going to have a Q and A at the end. Oh, good. Um, so there'll be a chance to interact with each of the presenters. And of these eight sessions, each participant can choose two. One first right. block of time, one the second block of time. There'll so be four can... going on each time. Yep. Right. And uh, walk-ins are welcome. And you don't have to pre-register. It just gives us an idea of how many people are coming. But walk-ins are welcome. Understood. And there is a Narcan training that's going on at noon that day. Why is that necessary? So... People who are on opioids, painkillers, Oxycontin, Vicodin. Are there a lot of people? There are. I mean, if you've had surgery, if you've had, you know, any kind of, um, any kind of situation where you need a painkiller, they're, they're highly addictive. Um, People don't realize how quickly they can become addicted. Not everybody who uses painkillers becomes addicted, but they're very addictive. 
Um, and the other risk is that fentanyl has been laced into both counterfeit pills and on occasion marijuana. Even in this area? I would talk to the Bergen County Prosecutor's Office to find out exact statistics, but the- But they've certainly had cases. The the uptick in fentanyl in counterfeit, counterfeit pills um, and the rate of overdose in the entire country has gone up. It was over 100,000 people who died of overdoses due to, due to not to fentanyl exclusively, but right. due to substance use. Um, last year, it's the highest recorded number in history. Um, and I know I spoke to somebody who was an EMT on TVAC who said that they are, you know, reversing overdoses with Narcan. Narcan is a very easy, it's like a nose spray. You stick it in your nose, you spray it. It doesn't do any damage if the person is reacting to a different substance. But if they are on either heroin or some kind of opioid, it can save their lives within seconds. So it doesn't sound like it's a difficult training. No, I would say if you have a fire extinguisher, any, every shul should have this. If you have a fire extinguisher, if you have, um, what are the paddles called when you yeah, revive somebody right. from a heart attack? You know, if you have this emergency equipment, this should be in schools. It should be in shuls. Um, there are a lot of public schools that have it now because they've had incidents where kids have even just touching fentanyl. It's so Powerful? Powerful. You can die just from being near it, not necessarily from ingesting it. Boy, a lot of challenges out there, to say the least. Uh, and you hear about all of them. And I hear about a lot of them. I'm sure right. it's only a tip of the iceberg. Yeah, I understand that. Uh, information, you can go to the website at jewishccsa.org, jewishccsa.org. Again, it starts at 9 o'clock with registration and a resource fair this coming Sunday at Maya Note on Palisade Avenue here in Teaneck, New Jersey. Uh, it's all about safeguarding our families, and that's the topic, that's the title of the uh, Mental Health Symposium for this coming Sunday. Opening remarks will be at 9.30, followed by two sessions. Each one of those sessions will have four different presentations that you'll be able to choose from, and the Narcan training happens at 12 noon. There'll be more information about uh, how important that is in terms of uh, helping people um, save lives, um, which is unbelievable. These very simple things that are going on that everybody has easy access to literally can be killers. Exactly. It's unbelievable what's going on. Uh, anything else you'd like to add? I just want to thank you for having me and Certainly. for giving us a voice and for allowing us to reach out to people and really hopefully make them aware that this is what's going on in our, our backyard. There's a lot happening in the community, folks. A lot of wonderful things, but a lot of very challenging things, including what we've addressed this morning. Uh, go to uh, the website for information, jewishccsa.org, jewishccsa.org. And uh, the registration uh, tab, the registration button for the uh, event is right there at the top of the page. Join everybody this coming Sunday at Mayanot Yeshiva High School. More, my thanks to Leanne Foreman, Executive Director of Jewish CCSA, and continued good luck. Thanks for bringing the events like this to the community and for all the work you're doing in helping save lives. Thank you. More coming up. You're listening to a uh, Thursday morning edition of JM in the AM.